Dominic, wedding DJ. And this is Serena, wedding planner. And together we are the The Wedding Wedding Duo. Duo. We are here to talk all things weddings. Planning a wedding can be stressful, but we are here to help. So before you say, that's it, we're going to Vegas, don't go to Vegas. Let's have some fun. Join us as we answer your wedding questions and help navigate planning one of the biggest days of your life with The The Wedding Wedding Duo. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another exciting podcast with The Wedding Duo. We are wedding quadruple today. We are. We're, yeah, we're we've up. got a excellent, amazing, exciting husband and wife team that are going to join us. But first, let's talk about our weekend. We had a crazy, insane weekend. I think we had eight weddings as a company here in Texas. Well, I had a corporate event on Wednesday, and it's like oh, yeah. you're not even recovered from the last weekend this time of year. There's a corporate event on Wednesday, and you got to get the energy up and pile, put the stuff in the car, and then unpile, set up, do the event, and then come home. And then you got to recover and get ready for the weekend. It was a lot. And what else happened? So he went out to go drive to his event on Saturday. It was really weird. Like this, the, no battery. The, the DJ, the DJ gods were, some, were frowning on me because I went out, my truck wouldn't start, so I hurriedly. F- Flung everything out of my work van into the minivan. And he was DJ minivan. Yeah. And, and then weekend. the neighbor comes over and is like, hey, so I wanted to let you know we're putting in a fence. I go, I want to be go. nice, but I got to go. Yeah. And then on the way there, I was like, I got to stop and get some food. So I stopped at this gas station that said it had a subway attached. I walk in, the subway was closed and they were like, we have other food. And I go, I'm not eating a gas station hot dog. <laughs> On my way to the event. So then I, you know, chat on my cliff bar, but I'm like, it's very much of a, and our guests will talk about this. The show must go on, right? You always build in that time in case you run out of gas, you got a flat tire, construction, traffic. And I got there with enough time still, but I'm kind of like, I just was like rattled, you know? Yeah. It can really throw you. Get it together, DJ. So speaking of guests, we're not going to make them just sit here and stare at us. (laughs) Um, I get chatty. I'm sorry. We do get chatty. So This is Wild in Rome, and you guys, if you have not seen them already on TikTok and Instagram, you really need to, like, follow them right now, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Ready to go. All right. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having us on again, by the way. I don't know if we said that earlier, but thank you so much. We're excited to chat with you guys. Um, So I'm Dryden. Uh, This is my wife. I'm Emily. Uh, we are Wild and Rome. We're a photo video duo. We do destination weddings. Emily does all the photo stuff. I do all the video stuff. And that's kind of how it all works. He does all the social media too. All right. Yes. But she does all of the clerical stuff it. that I would make me want to kill myself. So, <laughs> not unlike on our side, I was we kind of balance the, like we the balance it on our side as well, too. Yin and yang, if you will. So, that was what I was going to ask was I figured it was probably one of you were doing stills and one of you doing in video, but. This is like a, this is obviously, you guys know this, you are a heavy hitter in the, in the vendor world, because if usually there's, once they get a venue, DJs right up there, photography always video often, but it's a different budget. So what kind of percentages do you you guys do? You put yourself before the photography? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm not saying before. I'm not saying before. Hey, we all know there's been an uncle with an iPod doing the music and Aunt Betty is taking pictures. There's always that. But I'm saying if they hire a professional... Photography's right up there, but how many people do, do they do, can they do individual or do they usually do both? Yeah. So photo and video, I will say we originally started doing just video. Um, Emily actually spent her whole life doing photo, but she got a degree in video. And so when we talked about getting into weddings, that was kind of what she was more comfortable with. I had no experience in any of this stuff. So she just kind of taught me everything <laughs> she knew, but um, 
we started with just video and we realized pretty soon that video was kind of bottom of the totem we were, pole for booking. Yeah, like low on the totem pole. For yeah. That. So that's when we decided to kind of bring in photo where it would take us up to like what you were talking about up at the top where that comes in. Um, and I would say now almost all of our weddings are photo and video. We yeah. will hardly ever do just photo or just video unless it's a wedding like we really want to take. We will pretty much never do an international wedding unless it's photo and video. Um, I think we've never done an international wedding that's just photo or video. And we only have one next year that's yeah, just planned. video. Um, that'll London. be out in London. Oh my Swanky. God, you're so jealous. Well, that's coming. Those dates are coming. I'll tell you, we're going. <laughs> It'll be, we're really looking forward to it. We've never been out there before. Oh my gosh. It's, well, so it's actually really interesting because right now we have like an influx of inquiries where the bride like doesn't have the date solidified. Like they're trying to work their availability around us. They're trying to work the venue around us. Like it's really, really weird. It's a strange position to be in. Um, but like, I feel like it's weird to book photo or video before your venue. We've had, We've had similar conversations. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, <clears throat> but it's a, uh, but I mean, it's good. I would say it's good for my ego because I'm a boy. It's fragile, but, <laughs> but it's, it just goes to show you this, the power of this social media world. Cause you guys, I'm a little jealous. What's your, you jealous. guys have about 250,000 more followers on TikTok than us. That's, yeah. I was like, no, we Painful. don't want them on. They have more than us. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's impressive. And if these, you know, couples, if you're out there listening now or you follow them already or you're going to go follow them, you know, you bond through social media, right? Like you see their work so clearly and the level of customer service you guys bring to the table. Being a husband and wife team also is very appealing. We've found like it's just nice to be able to work with um people that already understand, you know, marriage and like all the pieces. I mean, it's fun, right? Yeah. And I love what you said about bonding with your clients over social media. And I think that's particularly helpful for us because our work is purely visual media. So like we're able to post, like it's a little harder for like a DJ's work isn't photos and videos, you know? So you have to work a little more to kind of show your work through that platform where for us, we get to just kind of share it and post it. And, you know, there is obviously more fine tuning and more planning when it comes to algorithms and different kind of trends and things like that. But I feel like we, it does come a little easier to us, which is really nice. We're really fortunate for that. I was looking through your feed and I'm like, well, that's not fair. They're out there doing that anyway. Like I got to get my behind back to my booth, but I run out occasionally like quick. Get yes. a video. Uh, but, uh, but it's still, I can just see, I guarantee you, your followers come to you and say, Put me in a TikTok, right? I mean, of yes. course they must. Like, get my girlfriends Isn't over here. Isn't that part of it, right? Let's they, sing along, yeah. They want to be on your feed at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. We, like, specifically don't guarantee TikToks because just like a DJ can't guarantee what the dance floor looks like, we can't guarantee what the dance floor looks like. Yeah. Right? Like, we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, TikToks are one of those things that, like, they know we're going to post them if we can or, you know, we're going to do our best and kind of – and we do try to work with the DJ and kind of get out there and get people hyped up and have all people have fun. But with some weddings, there's only so much you can do with that. You know, some people just – the vibes aren't there, you know? So that's why that's one of those things that's not actually in the contract. It's just like – but we do get pretty lucky because the brides that are hiring us are the people that are usually trying to foster that kind of environment at their wedding anyways right. and have those kind of friends. I so. mean, you guys probably know more than anybody, like if the bride and groom are out on the dance floor a lot, the dance floor is going to be lively. 
And so that's typically what we tell our brides when they really want TikTok content was, well, make sure you're out there. Like the bride <laughs> sets the tone. If you're out there, it'll help other people out there. But if you're just sitting around chatting with people, not a lot of people will be dancing. That, that is such a good point, right? So brides, if you're out there, get yourself some comfy shoes and plan to be on the dance floor. And mm-hmm. to what you said earlier, like, uh, I'm, I'm like very like uber aware of what's happening on the dance floor and on the peripheral. And some nights like they'll be like, uh, lately it's been, if I see bright side on their playlist, I go, okay, bright side, that's going to be, that's going to be the tip of the mountain. Especially if I've got, especially I'm looking at my demographics. It could be, you know, if I've got down here in South Texas, it could be a Selena song. They really want to hear bitty, bitty bonbon. So I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm like, that's my little, that's my little gem. And I'm building it up. I want it to be at the right time of night. And if there's people that have been dancing, but they're kind of on the side or they're tapping or they're dancing in their chairs, this is what I do. I find my photographer and my videographer and I say, all right, I'm doing bright side next. I'm going to get the bride and groom in the middle. I'm going to get a big crowd around them. We're going to be bouncing. I'm going to have the mic in their face and go sing it. And because I want you guys to get that footage. There's a kitty cat in a red. (laughs) Hi, kitty. Uh, So, but it's like, I want you to capture that because if you can only get so many... You can only get so many dance floor pictures, but if that's a good one where the bride's got the mic and she's like, and all her friends are behind her going crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, this party is good, but I'm taking it up a notch. Yeah. Prepare yourselves, right? Yeah. So I'd love to speak on the teamwork aspect, right? So he touched on that, right? How important, not only for you two to be working together as a team, photo, video, but vendor team, like, because right now here on this podcast episode, we have probably the like trifecta of vendors, right? A planner, a DJ, and a photo video team who are going to really like take your wedding from start to finish and, you know, be essential at for the success of it, right? Yes. Totally, totally. And it's really funny that we talk about this because Dryden and I had a point where we had to almost separate ourselves a little bit from each other because the product was kind of starting to suffer a little bit because we'd be like stretching too far to help the other. Or if I have an idea for a shot and he's setting up a tripod, like the moment would pass. I would miss it. Oh, okay. Because you're going to help him. He's like your spouse, right? Of course you want to. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were almost relying on each other too much where it was causing the product to suffer because like, oh, I needed her help getting this, but now she's going to miss a moment or, you know, different things like that. So we almost had to say, okay, we're going to be there to help each other and you know, use our husband-wife dynamic when we're working with the couple. But when it comes to performing our actual services, we need to do our best we're mostly to be vendors. independent yeah. <laughs> so that neither product suffers. Right. I think that's fantastic knowledge. And you it sounds like you learned that through experience, right? Like you went into it thinking maybe it would work one way and realized like, nope, this works better this way. Um, so tell us a little bit about traveling as a photo video, because you guys go anywhere, right? Like that is really basically your your life now. So tell us about How what that How many pelicans means. do you have? Do you have the big fancy pelicans? Is that the one you have? Okay. So you believe it or not, no, we are very minimalistic when it comes yeah. to our equipment. Um, we have one pelican, one travel backpack, a camera backpack, and then we put our tripods in our checked suitcase with our clothes. That's and that's it. I don't carry lighting for weddings for video. I don't really like using lighting for weddings. I like just letting the DJ do whatever the DJ wants to do. And our cameras do pretty well with low. I'm just here for <laughs> Can we just dark. become best friends. Oh my god, 
We don't want to ruin the atmosphere. Yeah, the the DJ works really hard to create that atmosphere, and the couple worked really hard to design that atmosphere. So the last thing I want to do is come in and like like make it look like a professional studio. And then you know when I'm capturing it, that's not what it looked like. I hate to like bash on that, but like on your side because you're right. People are like cockroaches. If the dance floor is too bright, they scatter. It needs to be dark for them to come out and feel comfortable. And there's I've been nights. There's two giant, giant spotlights. spotlights. I say, can you bring the lights down? I have the venue. I want to bring the lights down. And then bong, here come these. I'm like, you're working against me here. I mean, it's not yeah. just that, but it's a thing. It's, it's a, thing. a thing. But I love to hear you say that, that you care. There's That's no nice. excuse anymore either. It's like, there's so much amazing technology out there for, for the video still to look amazing. I mean, he has, yeah, like I mean, I can get, I can get into camera. like the technicals about my camera and why I'm able to shoot, not need really need lights, but that would honestly be really confusing. But like Emily was going to say, our solution has been, I've just got this little light that I attach on top of my camera and I go around and it points right at the people I'm filming, which one lights them up plenty. And two almost creates like a little bit of a paparazzi look, which is really fun for our videos and our style. Um, and if it's in your carry on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. So that like this has been a little bit of a message for us, and I don't want to like like I said, we're not hating on any yeah, more other I hate vendors, to bash people, but it's but, just a thing. But it's it it's your it's your industry, it's your job, right? Maybe research these things and figure out how you can accommodate your couples and make sure that you're not interfering with the vibe. Like, you know, we talk about that all the time with DJs. We're trying to like raise the bar a little bit, care enough to talk to your couples about how to make their entrance fantastic or, you know, have those conversations because those vendors are out there, guys. If you're listening right now, those vendors that care are out there. It's just better all across the board for everybody to be on that team. Because when I say I find you guys too, like you guys, I keep my photographer and video in my hip pocket all night. And I'm like, I'm bringing them through that door. I'm going to come up here. Dad's coming up and do a blessing. You want to do it at the sweetheart table, the cake? What do you? And they're like, let's do it here. And I go, okay, just to make sure I don't want you not to know like, oh my God, they're coming in that door. And then your lighting and everything is like not oriented to where it needs to be yeah absolutely um and one thing i do want to say back on kind of that whole atmosphere thing we were talking about was i think in defense of some of those vendors it also depends on the couple because like for us our motivation to not use lighting is to preserve the atmosphere and to capture things as they were some couples are okay with sacrificing the atmosphere for it to look better in their video that they're going to watch. And some couples are like, that's just their priority. Their priority is for it to look better in the video, even if there's some suffering in the atmosphere. And that's okay. I think that's just, it just depends on the couple, which is why I do get why a lot of vendors use lighting. Just it's not our thing. Yeah. And that's, that brings us back even further to researching especially your photo video through social media right because you can really get a feel for like you guys are talking about your style what you're going to be getting from a vendor um so i want to just talk to you guys because a majority of our listeners are couples getting married right or moms so, hi moms hi moms uh, we, yeah, we, hear we got you a lot there. of moms um <laughs> what are some good questions for couples to ask if they're researching photo and video, right? And they're trying to nail down that category. Like what are some main, like really good questions? See, I, I, whenever we get asked this question, I, I don't know about you, Emily, but I think about like all the technical things like, Oh, you offer drone footage. So are you licensed? Like, are you licensed to fly that drone? Because like, for example, if that person is not licensed, your wedding film is going to get taken down from the internet. 
um, you know, how do you guys choose your music? Because if I try to go use a Taylor Swift song in your video, your video is going to get taken down and we're going to potentially all get fined thousands of dollars, you know? So there's a lot of little technical things there, but I don't know. I guess I usually, I don't know, you take over. I, I know, I'm just <laughs> thinking that like, I would focus more questions on like the yeah. relational and style kinds of things and hope that you're hiring a vendor that is vetted enough to take care of some of those things on their own without you having to check. I can but. text Taylor real quick and get that permission figured out for you. Oh, perfect. That would perfect. be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, and then I'll text Kelsey. Okay. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, another like technical one is dual SD card slots for photo and video. Because what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. It, it means that they have two SD cards in their camera while they're shooting all day. So if one of them failed, if one of them had a problem, the other one still has a backup of everything that they were shooting throughout that day. That's like such a fact, right? Does that it, we just stumbled upon that I never knew. Like, I didn't even think of that. He brings a second Mac because like he oh, uses- Redundancies are key, right? You know, and so it's kind of that same thing, right? Like what happens if? Yeah. Right, which even translates to like asking your photographer, how are they going to store your photos and keep them after the right. wedding? Some photographers will delete everything after they deliver the wedding. We have, like, we're going to put everything on two separate hard drives and a cloud-based backup, you know, in case three years down the road, hey, grandpa died and we really want to see if we can find some extra shots of him. You know, we had a groom reach out, we had a bride reach out about like one of their parents dying two months after the wedding. And which was awful, but luckily we held on to all that stuff and we were able to find some extra shots and footage for them. I feel like on top of these like technical questions, when it comes to like talking with your photographer, videographer, having meetings with them, just try to be observant with like how they treat the relationship. Yeah. And, you know, because these are people that you're going to be spending your entire wedding day with from start to finish they you really want them to be people that you enjoy being around that you feel like you mesh really well with and you feel like are going to prioritize the relationship as much as you want them to and i say as much as you want them to because there are some clients that just want you to show up do your job and leave and that's fine you know that's also why we're probably not going to book with those kind of clients because that's not the kind of wedding we want to do but Let's, I, I, I'm thinking back to that mantra that I know girls talk talk about with their guys. Like if he wanted to, he would kind of thing <laughs> where like when we first get an inquiry, we're sending out like a video text message just saying hi and connecting and, you know, right. talking about grabbing a drink during our video call and just chatting for an hour and little things like that. So like just be aware of the choices they're making and how they're choosing to build that relationship with you and see if it matches with what you're looking for. Yeah, because there's so many vendors out there that that talk a big game about being friends and just being a third wheel, but they just sit yeah. there and they're not interacting with the couple. That's exactly what our wedding photographer was like. Like their branding all over their website was like, we want to be your best friend. Let's hang out. Let's chit chat. And then we booked them and we saw them once on the initial call, once at the engagement shoot, once at the wedding. And there was like, they were kind, but they there was awesome. nothing super friendly. About I'm very it. happy, but it just was like, did you not like my wedding? Or yeah. <laughs> well, we talk. I talk about that all the time. Like, um, I say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think more involved than your average DJ, but planner, and then the two of you. She's there the night before, right? And then you guys are there from hair and makeup all the way till thank you, good night. 
<clears throat> but I say, you want that good energy. You want the people that show up and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. Not mm-hmm. that like, oh God, here comes the DJ. Yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's not the, you really want to vibe with, I mean, it's a perfect world, right? You want them to have quality and talent and professionalism, but it's nice when they can really bond and you have that connection with your couple. That is the, I look forward to those when I really, I mean, we try to do it with everybody, but different, you know, obviously everyone's got their own personality, but. I'm always the annoying friend. Like, hey, let's say they're like, Dominic. It's true. Izzy is the annoying friend. You're up here. I need you down here, dude. Right? Oh, literally. Like, we have a bride whose wedding we did a year and a half ago who happens to live kind of where we live. And we grab drinks with her, like, at least twice a month. Oh, my gosh. That's the best thing. And that's the thing. I talk about this, too, that weddings are unlike any other industry in that they're a very personal, huge day for people. So- you can look at it from one side that yes, like um, you get what you pay for, right? The investment is one thing, but it is also what you just touched on, which is the relationship with those people um, is so valuable on your wedding day because it changes. And as you mentioned, the energy, the way you feel. And I can imagine it's only like 10 times more important for a photo and video because you're trying to get photos and pictures of people. Like if they don't, bond with you right doesn't it affect like how they look in those pictures and video i would think one thousand percent absolutely yeah if they're like you're like grumpy and like irritated that's not the pictures you want yeah something i'm kind of just thinking about now is uh, we always talk about like we tell our brides hey the bride sets the tone for the day so if you're freaked out and stressed everyone else is going to be freaked out and stressed if you're calm and chill even if it's pouring rain everyone else is going to be calm and chill, you know? So, but I do feel like part of the key to being able to be that bride is then surrounding yourself with vendors who will even be that layer behind her, who's going to help her stay that way and help her feel comfortable and calm and relaxed to then help do that for the rest of everybody there too. You know, uh-huh. you know we say, we say, the only thing you should do is just look pretty. That's your job. Yeah. Surround yourself by professionals. Yeah. And we are, we're like your support structure, right? It's, I, I mentioned some stuff about Dryden and as a team, but you guys, it's about everybody that's part of the vendor team. It's so much about hiring people that you trust, hiring people that you've seen their work, you've, you've seen what they do, and you know what to expect day of. And we're all there for bride and groom. There's every once in a while you get that vendor that's definitely not there for bride and groom. <laughs> it's so true. It's and the like, rest of us have to pick up the slack. And yeah, we do. Put up like block that nonsense. So <laughs> I have a question. Speaking about team, whenever I'm talking with the really the shy, we are not the center of attention type couple. I mean, we have those conversations. I know you guys have that brought up to you occasionally. They'll tell me, just give me 30 seconds of the song for the first dance. And I always say, do you have video too? Like you, I know you have photography, you have video. Give me two minutes because you guys do all the stills where you like drop your shoulders, move your bouquet, lift your chin. Those are like the set shots, the, the stills. But then they want you want the organic. You're dancing. You're looking at each other. You're singing. Maybe a tear, whether it's bride and dad, groom and mom, uh, or grandpa. But the two of you like try for two minutes just so you can wait until you just wait till the two of you turn your face. 30 seconds is like no time to get a shot. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, Emily. I feel like for photo, you can make 30 seconds work. Absolutely. For video, for me, the ideal is about minute and a half, two minutes, because it's not too long where we're all standing there. We've gotten all the shots we need, but it does give me a little time if 
everything starts and they choose a different part of the dance floor than I thought they were going to stand in. And now I have to go move all my tripods to have a better look at them, better angle, or the lighting ended up changing last second, you know? So having like 30 seconds to adjust and then about a minute, minute and a half to capture the stuff is perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to you where you were cutting it close. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes they don't want to dance even that long. And it's like, yeah. they, they don't get an opportunity to get that. So I have a question too that you, I would love your opinions on. How do you feel about faux exits? We don't do them. We, <laughs> the, the fake send off, the fake send off. <clears throat> like do your packages and, and you don't have to get into the, to the details, but there are a lot of vendors here in Texas, and this has come up more in the last five years than it ever did before, where they cut, they'll do like a five, six hour package or even like seven, eight hours, and it doesn't cover the full day, right? So what are your opinions on that? I mean, for us, we we do all day coverage, so we're there all day no matter what. So yeah. that's what I mean by we don't do them. <laughs> we don't do we do all day coverage up to twelve hours for all of our weddings. Right. So because there are differences in vendor teams in the photo and video world who know the value and say this is an all day job. There isn't the option for us to get what we need to get within five to six hours. Right? Is that kind of what? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like especially for video, you know, like for photo, if you shoot for six hours. You came, you captured what happened while you were there, and you're able to send them the photos. But with video, the less and less time you cover, the harder and harder it is to, like, tell a full story. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I'm almost handicapping myself by not coming for the whole day and, like, doing a disservice to my own work and to them. Yeah. And so we'd rather them and also them not have to build their timeline around when we're going to be there. Right. Um, which is why we've pretty much never done faux send-offs. The only time like we would maybe do one is this wedding we just did last weekend. It was on a personal estate, grandma's estate, huge land, but huge personal estate. So there's no sound ordinances or anything. We left at 1030. The wedding went till 4 a.m. We're, <laughs> we're not going to stay there till 4 a.m. No. Nobody a wants to see those know? pictures after 3 a.m. Those are not the pictures you're going to put on the mantle. No, but they, I mean, they didn't do a send off. They just for, for went to, you know, and and that's, that happens with some of our like more party type couples is they just, they just want to party. They don't want to have the moment where they step outside and, you know, interrupt the party and then, you know, whatever. And that's my feeling about fake send offs is like, people are going to leave after that. (laughs) That's like permission to make people leave. And that for a DJ. It is like the kiss of death, right? You're pulling the people outside off the dance floor. It's the kiss of death, but also the dance floor runs on momentum. And that is an, stop the whole party. Everyone goes outside, then try to bring them back in. And then here we go. Come on, get it back. It is hard enough trying to fit in bouquet toss and garter toss and all that stuff. Like that interrupts the dance floor too. Yes. It does, but that, but not to the same extent, because that happens on the dance floor. It's usually a party song. For me, it's like, yeah, I have to turn off because the music's playing. People will still dance. I have to stop the music. The lights come up, grab your stuff. And literally fake send-offs turn into an actual send-off for sometimes like half the party. And I'm like, come back in, come back in. Yeah. My two things with big fake send-offs is one, it stops the party and most people still don't know what they are. So people think it's an actual send-off. And two, if you're doing it, what? I do have a hot take that I was Okay. And two, if you are doing a fake send-off, you're just doing something to get pictures of something that never really happened. 
It's not really the story of your day. You know, we talked about really wanting to capture things how they are. You're getting a bunch of pictures doing something that you're not actually doing. You're doing a fake setup and coming back in. So I don't know. Okay. Here's my hot take really fast. I think it is at least mostly on the bride's side that this happens because lots of like my bride's f- side, like bride or bride's family, whatever, whatever, whoever's booking the vendor, whoever's booking photo video, I think because so many of my photographer friends who have hourly like amounts, like, Hey, I do eight hours of coverage. The bride is usually saying, I don't want your 10 hour package because I don't want to pay for your 10 hour package. So I'm going to pay for your eight hour package and I'm just going to do the fake send off thing. Like I'll just sacrifice that. It's usually a decision that the couple makes. And so I guess what I'd say to brides out there is there's another vendor that will serve you better in your specific situation. Maybe this works for somebody else's situation. There's, and what we've said all along in our career is there's plenty of work to go around. So that photographer will find somebody else that their situation works with. But like, if you want to party and you want to have a send off, find, find a vendor, like take the time and find a vendor that's going to be there all day or going to be there for at least 10 hours. Because to me, if I'm there for eight hours, I might as well be there for 10. I don't know. Like, <laughs> But it, that's the mindset right here. You guys heard it, right? We have that same mindset too right? We are dedicated to your day on that day. I'm not worried necessarily about when I'm getting home. I know I'm getting home late, right? This, those, There are vendors out there that care that much for you and to make this once in a lifetime day bigger and better than you could have imagined, right? Right. So we either stretch for the 10 hour package or find somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. I literally, I love what you just said. Like from literally from the beginning of when we started doing weddings, I've always said, and I know some vendors are like, well, this is a business. I have to run it like a business, but it's also like a weird mix where it is a business, but it's also like the biggest, most emotional day of someone's life. So I'm like, and I've said this from the very beginning. I've always been like, what am I going to do at home with those two extra hours? I like, I'm not going to go shoot another wedding and make more money. Like I'm not losing money by staying there and capturing more things. All I'm doing is making my job easier to tell a better story. That's it. It's definitely a job, but you're right. Uh, ideally in a perfect world, all the, the vendors would have this passion that you guys clearly have. Like do we have, because it is, I would say if, if I screw up a Christmas corporate party, they just don't hire me next year. Wedding. It's like, you got one shot to make this as epic and perfect as you can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but I think the main thing, of course, and I can hear all the brides like the budget, the budget. So yeah. of course it's a budget thing, but which brings me to another question, especially this is like the perfect people to ask this question to almost everybody. Like I said, they're going to get a caterer, maybe hopefully a DJ and a photographer. Those are like heavy hitters, but then they're like, I wish I could get video, but mm. I just not in the budget. Right. But I would say you're going to, you want the stills. Of course, you're going to help that bring the Johnson family in. Everybody's there. Those are great pictures. Three, maybe four generations in a picture. That's great. But the video, it's like you get to relive the day because it goes by so fast. Yeah. And there's going to be stuff that happens. You're going to be able to, as a bride, watch your groom getting ready with the groomsmen and be like, look how nervous you are. Like you weren't there, but you get to see what happened. And people that maybe had something on the dance floor while you were doing night shots, you get to relive the day. And it's like, you guys create a movie where the couple are the stars. Uh It's amazing. So how do you sell? How do you sell video when they say, we just want stills or what is your pitch? This is a huge conversation in the wedding market right now, like amongst photographers and videographers, especially. And there's a lot of like disagreeing opinions going back and forth right now. Um, And I'll dive into all that in a second. But 
my first quick immediate answer to your question is we don't sell it to people. If they don't want it, they're not coming to us. You know, we, you know, we really only want to shoot weddings where they know they want video. They're passionate about that too. You know, we do have some weddings we'll do where it's a photo only wedding. And if that's, if they reach out to us and like, Hey, we just want photography. We like, we're like, great. And we don't even try to sell them on video because we'd rather shoot video for the weddings where they came to us knowing that's what they really wanted to. And I feel like not only is it going to be a better experience for them, but it's going to be a better experience for us too, knowing we're working with people who really wanted that. Um, but if we have a bride out there listening, who's on the fence and was like, I don't really know, like, what would you stretch the budget? How would you- <laughs> yeah. Make it work. Find, find somewhere that you can work and finesse the budget around and just do it. Like it, you won't regret it. Yeah. At the the end of the day. The biggest way I always describe it is I, obviously being a videographer, I'm partial to video over photo for weddings, (laughs) but my, my non-biased opinion is that they are both equally valuable for two completely different reasons. I've always felt like photo does a great job at capturing the beauty and the art of a wedding day that most people couldn't see. You would need an artistic eye to see all the details, all the details and helps you go back and relive it and go, wow, you know, that was so beautiful. I never would have seen it through this lens. And then video is the way to actually go back and relive the day. Like you said, where you can actually go back and like put yourself back in your own shoes 20 years ago and relive it as if it was yesterday. And to me, not all photographers agree with me. I don't even know if Emily agrees with me. That's totally fine. But like for me, that is something I would far rather have 20 years down the road than, you know, pretty, if not beautiful pictures, something where I can actually go back and relive the day um, and experience it all over again. I think I would probably like, I don't know. I, I see where he's going with that. And I think that video is just as important as photo, but I still, if I, if I only had the budget to do one, I would still pick photo. And maybe that's because there's like a traditionalist kind of thing about wedding photos, right? Like it's not, it's, it's maybe typical nowadays to do wedding video, but it's not traditional necessarily, you know? So there's so many things that like, you fall back on tradition for weddings. Right. Um, but if, so I'm if, not saying that I, I would prefer, <laughs> not saying I'd prefer photo over video. I would absolutely make the space for both, but I would, I don't think I'd ever prioritize video over photo. I just, I just don't think tradition is a good enough reason to do anything. Oh, why are we doing this? Oh, well, it's tradition. Oh, why are you doing a, why are you doing a father daughter dance? Well, it's tradition. You know, who, cares if it's tradition do what you like most and do what makes the most sense and i do want to i do want to say like i'm not like a traditionalist person i was just speaking on a phenomenon (laughs) that i feel like i see in the industry i will die if people think that i am a traditional person (laughs) (laughs) no i love that and i think what you were speaking on maybe and correct me if i'm wrong emily is that 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 is something that is important to a lot of people right like so that and and to your point, Dryden, like you don't have to sell it and you shouldn't because if it isn't important to them, then we're not going to yeah, force it down you your throat, it? right? Like like <clears throat> that you should already know that that is a priority to you. And to couples out there that are listening, 
you, 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 if you're on the fence about these things, just, you know, do a conversation with your fiance, with your family, you know, maybe look at some of these vendors, see what you would be getting from them and then make the decision. You have time to like really take a deep dive and make sure it's the right thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, some of our photo only couples, um, wait for the cat. Some of our photo only couples, we still are going to go and do video add-ons for it. So they're still getting like a full ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. There's a compromise there. So like we're doing a wedding in, we have a wedding couple in Alabama where they couldn't afford full video coverage. But because we're both going to be there shooting photo, we let them add on like a full ceremony video where I'm going to bring my cameras. I'm going to set up the tripods and hook up the audio and just shoot video for the ceremony. So even though they're not going to get like a full highlight film, they'll still get to go back and watch the 30 minute ceremony of when they got married and everything like that. So where it's not the full thing, there was still like a middle ground where they were able to find, okay, we don't have room in our budget for this, but maybe we can make room for this and still not have to miss out on it entirely. Is it because you pouted, dried, and you're like, fine, what am I supposed to do? What am I? I'm coming. You're like, fine, fine, dried, and you can get the ceremony. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> when we do shoot just video or just photo, we'll just second shoot for each other. Your cat just wants so badly to be. That's funny. She keeps going around. She, the cat keeps going in front of the camera. We actually have two, and you've seen both of them. <laughs> And they look the same. Yeah. It's I like the Matrix. Ah. <laughs> Remember that scene? Was it the same cat or was it two different cats? <laughs> I've had to pull both of them off the there we Oh see? my gosh, the cats. If you're oh, not watching a- this on YouTube, you are missing out, you guys. Mm. The kitties are in That's so the that's film. there's a Matrix reference and an office reference because they did that. They trained the cat to go by twice. Yep, and, and that yeah. deleted super fan scene. Yes, <laughs> thank you. See? I People no know these things. We got the editors. Don't cut that part out. We need this cat information in here for all of our Matrix and Office fans. The important things. They're crazy. They're crazy. But if I put them away, they're going to get really angry. No, they are like an addition to this. I said we're casual. We can have the the cats. We're lucky. Six guests. Yes. We've had kids run in before. We're like, oh, time out. Hold on. Get the kids out. (laughs) So, you guys, where can people find you? I just want to make sure it's going to. So, for any listeners, it's going to be in the show notes, a link to their website and all of their socials. But I want you guys to say it on the podcast where they can find you. Uh, they can find us on TikTok or Instagram, wildandrome.co, um, or just our website, wildandrome.co. That's amazing. You know, and you guys are the miss- wedding. We're the wedding duo.co also. We went down that same battle. Like we probably lose business because we couldn't get the dot com. They wanted 10 grand. We're like, no. Oh, literally it was the same thing. Wildandrome.com was like six to eight grand. And we were like, I'm not paying for that. It was ridiculous. And so, but I literally, when I send messages to people, I say the wedding duo.co, not.com. Cause I know people <laughs> have like tried to get a hold of us with Your the Your email com. came back. Like, let me guess. Take that M off of there. You'll be fine. It's it's a struggle. But you guys, okay, so one last tip from y'all. Let's hear it. What is like your favorite story from a wedding? Like just your favorite thing. Oh, this is big. That's a big question. I just want to hear like your favorite thing that has happened or that you've captured or. (sighs) 
Usually we're asked what our least favorite thing is. Now I got to pick. Yeah, we're always asked like, oh, what's a nightmare story? Yeah, well. We're positive on this podcast. I like that. These are the positive vibes. All right, how about we each pick one and I'll force you to go first. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fine. Yeah, go for it. On a side note, how many... How many times have you tapped him under the table on his knee? Like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Actually, we used to do that a bunch, and now we have a rule not to do it because we, we, just got so we started each pissing other. each other off too much. Where I'm it like, didn't bother me too much, but I do it to her and she'd be like, Jordan, I know what I'm doing. I'm like, what? You think I'm saying something stupid? Like, <laughs> it is a little bit of that. Like, yeah. I think we should have that rule from now on. Too. We should totally. It's never me. You do it to me. That's I what do. I I'm the tapper. <laughs> I'm the tapper. Okay, sorry, Emily. I was just wondering if you'd been kicked under the table yet. So no, it's okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna think for a second. Okay, this may be an unfair answer to that question, but just like all of our Italy elopement. Damn, she took my. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a pretty no. Good but one. tell us about that. Just tell us a little bit about it. It was it was incredible. We really really hit the jackpot with our couple. They were. They knew it was our first time over in Italy and it was their first time over in Italy. And they were so concerned about like us having a good time as well and and building a relationship with us. It's like the weirdest situation ever, right? To go just walk into a situation. You're going to spend three days straight with these people all the time. And for some reason, we just all got along like we were best friends from the get-go. Yeah. I don't know. You know, usually we kind of feel like we're we're having to push the relationship, but that just was one of the most natural things we've ever felt. Yeah, it was three days and it was just us and them. So there was no one else there. It was just three days of us two and the yeah. couple. And this, the first day we showed up, they actually drove an hour and a half to Naples and picked us up at the airport. So we didn't have to get like an Uber or anything. And we all just drove through Italy to get back to the Amalfi Coast together. And we did a swimsuit shoot slash pool shoot there at the hotel and then just went out for pizza and drinks for the rest of the night. And then the second day was like the full ceremony day where we woke up, did all the getting ready pictures. We did their ceremony out on the balcony of the hotel with an officiant and then spent the whole day traveling around doing more photos and portraits and fun stuff. And then the entire third day we spent on a boat going up and down the Amalfi Coast. That was the best um, Which was truly incredible. I mean, it was, amazing. we had, we were doing photo shoot stuff, obviously, but they spent at least half the time going, put your cameras down. Let's just yes. hang out. And yeah. we were like eating cake with them and having champagne and going swimming with them out in the water. And it was just like one of the most amazing experiences of our entire so life. Jealous. Cause they don't do that for the DJ. I can't walk around like, and Mike's coming out of the shower. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. You know, what? No, you do get to do that. We don't get to do that. No, I, I do. I want to die and come back as y'all. I think that's what I want to do. <laughs> Let's, is it too late? The wedding duo is now We're video photography. Yeah. Ourselves. Perfect. <laughs> so that would be Emily's. Um, and then I'll take more of like an actual wedding approach. Yeah. Um, Mm. Can I? Is it okay if I say a few? Like I've just yeah, like kind do of it. list off a couple. I mean, like I love it when couples just say like screw it and jump in the pool at the end of the day. Like that's super fun. I love it when couples 
have us after their send off, if their hotel's like right there, we'll go do like a flash photo shoot with them back at the hotel, just the four of us, which is kind of fun to do like in the elevator and like pushing each other on a luggage cart through the hallways and stuff like that. That's really fun. Um, that's a great one. We'll do, I don't know. I feel like, well, especially if you're staying in the same hotel, that's like ideal. Like we're going to the same place. Get on that luggage car. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then like, I know this isn't the wedding day, but just like, I love our favorite stuff when we're traveling and we happen to be in the same place as one of our couples and just yeah. grabbing a drink and hanging out. It's kind of what it's all about. You guys. If you aren't convinced that you need to hire these people <laughs> by the end of this podcast, I mean, my goodness, I, I want to get married again and have them come shoot our wedding. But you mean to me, right? You yes, to you, like, oh, yes to, to you. Yes to you. Not to like, like what do you mean you want to get else? married again? Um, hello, spouse sitting right. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, me hitting, you're like, don't say that. You no, know, I, I think between like your actual talent, like what I see on your socials and, um, just the way you guys interact, I think it's a, it's a home run. So if you want to reach out to Wild and Rome, do it now. Better yet. But it probably doesn't need to be till 2025. You guys are probably booked up for 2024, right? We are We're most close. of the way booked for 2024. We're very booked for the first like three quarters of the year. Yeah. We're going to, we've got a little bit of availability in December and November. And then like, I think maybe September. Um, but we actually don't open our books for 2025 until January 1st of 2024, because it gives us time to evaluate what happened over the last year. What kind of price increase do we want to do? If any, what's that going to look like? So that way we can launch into the year yeah. with a whole new plan. It's hard enough to predict what I'm going to need for 2024. I don't know what I'm going to need for 2025. Who knows what the world is going to look like? <laughs> well, I, that, that, there was something I wanted to ask actually, and it's a, we can make it a real quick point at the end, but what I think that people don't appreciate, like for me, once I get there, I set up, I start playing music. When I'm done, I put the speakers away and I'm done with that event. <clears throat> what percentage of your time on a wedding is at the event versus after? That like, was it, the question I had in a, the middle. Is it, is it a third? Is it a quarter? What, how much of it is shooting it versus editing? I mean, I have my idea. I don't know. You, you, I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm the only one talking. I always feel like I'm talking over you. But. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, we generally think of it in thirds, like a third of the pre-work, you know, a third of the work there and a third of the work after. But realistically. That's probably not like actually a realistic idea of when the time is broken up. I would call it like either 15% before, 15% day of and 70% yeah. after. Or like it's 20% before, 20% during, 60% after. So for everybody out there looking at it, saying like, why is it so expensive? You only see like yes. a fraction of it. Because if you want it, if you have professionals like you guys and, and people that are like meticulous with their, their work, that's so much. The editing is so much. I'm always like, yeah, I'm, I'm done for the day. Good luck yeah, with all I your mean, editing, guys. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the <laughs> average amount that a photographer costs... With the average amount of time, like I'm, I'm just using U.S. averages here, but the amount wedding photographer costs, and then the average amount of work hourly put in by a wedding photographer, it literally only comes out to like twenty, twenty five dollars an hour max. I think. Yeah. Wow. With 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 all the taxes and small business costs and your and stuff, one lens equipment. is like ten grand. I go, yeah. how is that little lens ten grand? What the? <clears throat> well, the other thing I hear too. 
And then I know we're going to end this. We need to end it at I some know. point. We're chatty. Um, we get a talkative. <laughs> That's too. okay. We like it. Yeah. You're chatty too. That's a terrible combination. Yeah. <laughs> trying to make a podcast quick. Um, is people will, I'm on all these bride groups in Facebook just as like reconnaissance mission. Like I'm looking up what brides are talking about, but they talk about the time until they get their stuff back. Right. They get antsy. They want it back soon. Sure. Right. The gallery, um, if you will. And some of them get upset. They don't understand why it takes so long. This is why. Because you're going through hours of footage and hundreds of shots, right? And doing the editing. It that And we would never say it, but unfortunately, you've got lots of couples. you got to, like, finish their work and you got to prep for the next one. It's a lot. Like, we do that, but not to the extent. The post-wedding stuff is not nearly as much as, like, your industry. The, the last thing I want to do is toot our own horns. But <laughs> I will say... I feel like we've kind of perfected the post-wedding process where not only do we, you know, have very realistic conversations with our couples at the final meeting before their wedding and even at the time of booking of, hey, it's going to take this long for you to get your stuff back because we're naturally just slower editors in the last I'm thing we want. I'm a slower editor. Okay, I'm a very <laughs> slow editor. I, it still does not come as naturally to me. So I feel like I'm able to create good products, but I need to put lots of time into it to make that happen. So I last thing I want to do is rush through your film. So we set we set boundaries and expectations very early on. And then after the wedding, we also give all of our couples a link that's privately hosted on our website that will show where they're at in the editing queue, how many weddings are ahead of them. And then when we start their wedding, it'll show where we're at in the editing process. So they will always know where things are at for their wedding. He said we, he meant him and the cats, Emily. He didn't mean you. <laughs> didn't mean you. <laughs> One of them jumped onto the counter. So I was like, are we going to get a final show? Of the cats? <laughs> well, so if, if that again was another point of how much, certain vendors can care. Like you care enough to know that there's going to be anxiety from your couples to give them that link so that they can, you know, see for themselves like, okay, they're going to get to my next or whatever it is. So I think that should be the overall message of this episode is that, you know, find vendors that you vibe with that care enough um, to take this seriously as you do, almost as seriously as you do, right? As a couple getting married, we, they're, they're out there. They're, the people are out there, like you mentioned. The passion is there. I tell people I attend parties for a living. It's a, it's a pretty good gig, honestly. So It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, we get to travel the world going to parties, and I will not be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we're going to end this uh, the way we always do. You, you're going to do You're going to love this. Dryden, you can steal this if you want. One more shot for the, the gap. You can steal this. This is what we always say at the end. It is a very personal day. Don't let somebody talk you into something you don't want to do or talk you out of something you have your heart set on. It's your day. Yes. Just do you. Just do you. Uh, now I knew you'd like gonna... that. I knew you'd like that. That's you could take, I, we take literally it and run. tell our couples something almost exactly like that. Just do you, man. Yes. Just do you. Yeah. It's so important. And we're gonna blow a kiss. Ready, we guys? Blow kisses at the end. Are you ready? <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh my God, it's been fantastic. Thank you for having us. So thanks for listening to our podcast. If you found any of this information helpful and you know somebody who may be engaged or is a maid of honor, maybe you could tell them and share it with a friend. Absolutely. So screenshot this episode, share it on Instagram, on Facebook, and tag the wedding duo. We promise to share the love back. Also, if you are interested in more resources or the show notes, you can go to theweddingduo.co 
We have one-on-one virtual sessions, a shop, all sorts of fun stuff. Check it out. 